Welcome back, Rage Nation. Got myself Pete here. That's yeah. not really exciting. You got Senior Dixon. I don't think that's appropriate. And you got Monsieur Leopard. Explorers deserved it. No. Absolutely. I was disgusted. I cannot believe they've done this. Why is wacky? Why is that good? It's just nonsense. I disagree on that. That's not possible. <laughs> We're getting the band back together. We're on a mission. Yeah. Now, now we've got a whole new list of things to complain about. Welcome back, Rage Nation. We are at it again. Got myself deep here with Senor Dixon. Good morning. Doing the Malfo. Doing the Malfo one. Yep, yep. And I suffered through a three-game series with a very boring piece of crap master. <laughs> You're talking about the one we're talking about today with Castor? I don't know what you're talking about. He's dead to me. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah, we, we did a three-game series again. Uh, we're going to hopefully get a keyword. Uh, we want to do Levy, specific, specifically Levy 2. We'll see if we can get Angel on yep. to do that here soon. But until then, we're going to keep plugging away with these three-game series. We did Castor versus Lady J. And you actually played Castor on the Rezzer side. Yes. So I we're going to be very interested because I'd had some questions offline uh, well, it was online, but it was offline from you and I right. of people um, people asking, like, which faction's best. So we'll definitely, for Castor, we'll definitely talk about that today. But I also wanted to add in here that we do have a cool opportunity from Weird. Uh, they decided to give us an affiliate link for the podcast so you can now support the Rage Quit Wire podcast when you buy stuff from Weird. So you're going to buy stuff anyways, so you might as well... Support your favorite podcast. So what you're going to do is if you want to support the podcast when you buy weird stuff, you're going to go to their website. Give us your money, please. Thank you. Dash weird.com slash rage quit wire. And then once you do that, it automatically attributes that you're supporting the podcast and it'll help keep the podcast going, help the YouTube channel keep going and just throw your general appreciation at us. So once again, you can support us at Give Us Your Money. Please, thank you, dash weird.com slash ragequitwire. And you can support the podcast. It's also going to be in the show notes. Thanks. Make sure that you guys are checking us out. You can do that on, we have a Rage Quit Wire Discord channel. We have Twitter and we also have a YouTube channel. And something we started doing uh, on the request of our patrons is we started doing uh, recording sessions of Dixon and I are... Uh, our game basically that we do on our three game series and also a random game that we just decided to do where we record it. I edit it up. Uh, this, this next one, I'm actually editing up more where I'm cutting out some of the pause time, yep. which will make the video shorter, which is always good. Well, I, I, and I, I also, let's say what it is. I also put the cards on there. I put the cards on there. Oh. So that way when a model activates, you can see the card. And then here are uh, salty interpretations of what happens. Yeah, sorry. Uh, what I was going to say is like uh, we should uh, we should say that it's Sarita versus uh, what was his name? I can't oh. remember. Oh yeah, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Sarita versus Tull, and that matchup actually isn't as bad as I thought it was going to be for Tull. Uh, there were actually far more fight out ways that I can see myself doing down the road. Um, in game, I made some 
interesting decisions and people will see how that pans out when I release that. Probably it'll probably already be out. Honestly, by the time this comes out, this isn't coming out until like two weeks. So gotcha. Um, by the time this comes out, that video will be already up with probably another video Dixon and I did. So yeah, definitely, definitely enjoy it. Cause we're playing about two to three times a week usually. And it's really easy for me to edit those up and, and put them online for people. So like them, because the more you comment and interact and like those videos, the higher it goes up in the algorithm for YouTube, which means that more people get to enjoy it when they search random things like Malifaux. And we've also been playing a lot of the Madness of Malifaux stuff, and we've been doing that intentionally because I know people are interested in those keywords and seeing what they do. Yep. So yep. one of us is usually playing kind of an older school version, and then somebody's playing the Madness of Malifaux yep. stuff. I, I... I think that's the best way to actually try it out, right? To see what the where the yep. power level of something is. The reason why yep. I thoroughly enjoy playing theory against Butcher is because Dashiell is a known like beast. He's he's great. Both his vo- versions are great, and, yep. and that's why I loved it. Something else I want to make sure we get in there is if you want to support us directly for supporting this YouTube content we're putting out, our podcast as always. Uh, the new gear we keep getting. We just upgraded both mics for Dixon and I. So hopefully that'll be noticeable in the videos and the podcast. You can support us directly at patreon.com slash ragequitwire where you can support us for as little as a dollar. And we appreciate it because it makes everything better quality and uh, yeah, people get to enjoy it. Yep. So yeah, let's get into this. You So we have two masters left that we're doing this kind of madness versus normal matchups with. Yes. Uh, and we decided to do Castor for this one because you thought he might be interesting. And I decided to play Lady J because I'm kind of going through all my guild masters, just seeing which ones I like. Right. So what kind of led you to choose the Rezzer side for Castor versus the Neverborn side? Uh, upgrades. The upgrades in the Resurrectionist side are just incredibly better. And then after that, I started exploring, okay, so I know the upgrades are strictly better in Resurrectionist, so what would be the difference in Versatile? So we'll talk about that later as to, you know, my options in the Neverborn side and why I still chose uh, Resurrectionist. But what ended up winning the choice uh, fight or the choice war was just Whisper, number one, and then Grave Spirit's Touch, number two. That's a thousand percent why. Well, yeah, because Grave Spirit's Touch gives you regen, which helps your stupid, I'm going to overheal stuff. Yep, regen, remove corpses to give out focus, like a whole bunch of good stuff. Yep. Yeah. Against you, though, that was, uh, we found out that, uh, <laughs> I was like, I remember, I was like, oh yeah, marshals do not leave corpses. Well, crap. They don't leave as many bodies around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, I definitely, I, I decided to pick Lady J. I was kind of going through my roster, and I... I was like, I Lady J, I haven't played since she's been changed. I, w- I wouldn't even call her it a nerf because they kind of changed some of the interactions and how you can maneuver her and do things. Mm. So I, I wouldn't call it a nerf, but it definitely was a change. And I wanted to see if it was a good change or if it was a nerf. So or if it was uh, just an okay change. Basically, I was trying to see how bad or good it was yeah. now that they updated it. I mean, the 33 nerf, because that one definitely was a nerf. The 33 yeah. nerf. Uh, did not really affect her. Yeah. Right? Well, I was going to say the the thirty three nerf was just because the the interaction was so stupid with the kidnap. Correct. Um, Correct. But yeah, because thirty three, technically, you still could do a, a nasty kidnap if you had models that 
enough models that could attack the buried target and put a condition on it right. and keep a condition on it. Yeah. Actually, no, because Terra is the one that makes you remove that. That's not even Lady J. So no, but Lady J's kidnaps usually leave you in the middle of her crew, which is still yeah. horrendously bad. You can't heal. <laughs> yeah. You take one damage when you land, and then you're like surrounded yep. by a whole bunch of people that are minimum damage three. Yeah, so it was mainly for the terror side, but yeah, it, it was still it was still impactful on Lady J's side. But right. we'll, we'll get into because I brought Lady or I brought thirty three in the last game that we played, so we'll definitely get to that one. Yep. But game one, and just for people that aren't familiar, the way we've been doing this is we play three games. It's basically like uh, any kind of playoff series that you ever see in sports, where you pick two teams, so we pick two keywords, and we just go three games. It's different pools. Sometimes we have good pools for the for the uh, crew. Sometimes it's terrible. Yep. Uh, which game three for I think for both of us was like this is not the ideal pool for either one. Yeah. Uh, with Carver Path and Corner, I don't <laughs> think that worked out well for Marshall or uh, whatever your keywords called. I don't even know what yep. his keywords called. Yeah. Yep. What is it? it his it's, keywords uh, returned. Returned. Yeah, his is returned. Return. Marshall's, and, and honestly, like the fact that you were playing Marshall's, like kind of guided what type of list I would build because yeah. you know you guys you were scared to bring more. too many undead things. I mean, for the first two games, yeah. The third game, though, I was like, you know what, screw it. I'm just gonna bring the undead, and you know, <laughs> yep. <laughs> we'll talk. And about then uh, basically, out of the three games, we see which master wins out because. You know, it's it's going to be a win either way. Even if there's a draw in there, you can still kind of see if it leans one way or the other. Yeah. And that also gives us a good idea to see if it's a bad matchup for a master or if they're equally matched or if something's too OP. So it's actually uh, I just remember we we have the game. The third game is on the website. It's on the uh, on the YouTube yep. channel. So, yeah, people that have already watched that game or, or, or like are listening to this just like watch it, listen to it in the background. Uh, mistakes were made. Uh, four point <laughs> models do not survive. <laughs> not very long, <laughs> especially when you ignore their hard to kill. Jeez, that was like the coolest part. I was I completely forgot that she could just do that. She's like, oh, okay, I'm just gonna <laughs> pop it. Then, <laughs> yep. So we'll get into game one though, uh, and and we'll kind of go there. It's kind of funny how these three games went. So we'll enjoy talking about them, but. Game one, we actually did uh, standard guard the stash. So I think usually game one, if people haven't noticed from, I think we, this is our fourth one we've done, that game one, I usually try to do a standard deployment just so it's kind of a baseline. And then we mix up kind of which one we do, but usually guard the stash is a decent, uh, decent benchmark to kind of get comfortable in the pool, with, especially if you're playing a new crew, which... Dixon and I don't play these crews that we've been doing a lot. There's only been one or two that we've been really comfortable with. Yeah. Um, so it gives us a good idea of how this compares to other crews in the same type of pools. So we did catch and release, breakthrough, vendetta, in your face, and secret meetup. Uh, I do want to point out, uh, sorry to interrupt, but like, no, you're good. even when we know what we're doing, because like we know the crews, it has been a very interesting just back and forth because we don't know the opponent. Like I played yeah. against you when when you were playing um whatchamacallit? Oh my god, tall. I knew Pandora, but like learning that matchup was just like disgusting. Yeah. It was just like, oh well, what do I do now? And I think that's the, the the thing that I'm enjoying the most about these three game things. It's like, yeah, one of us is gonna know one crew, but the fact that we don't know the other crew, it, it just spice it up. 
Yeah, I will say that the next three game series, I think, is unique because both of us don't know those crews very well. Correct. Um, I've I haven't played a lot of Nelly, and you haven't played a lot of Lee Ling or whatever her name is. Yeah, just I think one, just one game. I lost that yep. one game. <laughs> yeah, I played Nelly once and lost two. So <laughs> yeah. one of these crews is going to come out a winner. And, and I, I played against it. I, I, I was I was playing, if I remember, I was playing Titania and I got my butt kicked because, you know, they were just highly mobile. I just couldn't yeah. stop them. Yeah. Yeah. So in this in this pool, I mean, there's some decent interaction. There's some killy stuff with like Vendetta in, in your face. And you actually decided to play Castor Fervent. Yep. So what kind of what kind of led you to pick him versus the other version? Well, uh, one, I wanted to just put it in very straightforward list, and I saw that it was going to stash, so I picked the the guy's beat face. I was like, all right, I'm gonna pick the most beat facey, beat face, straightforward list I can possibly do. Like no thought, just move, charge, punch, move, charge, punch. Yeah, and I actually brought uh, Lady J Death Touched, and I brought her because we're doing Guard the Stash, and Lady J, this version, has obviously the berry mechanics. So even if you bring like something with Planted Roots or something with Laugh Off, I can still get them out of there. Yeah. So to me, that was good in that strategy, yes. at least ideally. I, no, actually, I think that was like a huge, huge difference. If you if you practice a couple of more times, you probably will be like, this is disgusting. Because you yeah. you can just remove whatever. I mean, uh, with the game that you're going to be <clears throat> editing to put on YouTube, the one that has Sammy, imagine seven Sammys. That's basically what, you know, Pete was doing. You can do, yeah. Yeah, Pete was literally just like, all right, that big guy, get over here. You're going into a baby cage. And we're just going to beat Yeah, whenever out. Dixon says the baby cage, that means buried. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and you so you ended up bringing uh, Castor Fervent with Whisper because you're like, yeah, that's what you do with your Master and Rezzers. Yep, yep. Spend six you points brought Marathine. Yep, you got Barbaros with Grave Spirits Touch, which basically I'm guessing you brought mainly for the Regen 2. Yeah. Yep, and then you brought Atherak, Atherak, uh, a Gwil, Cavern Nephilim, and an Urnbearer. Mm hmm. Whereas I brought Lady J Death Touch with Leadline Coat, Scales of Justice, Death Marshal, Death Marshal, uh, the Jury, Brutal Emissary, Death Marshal Recruiter, and then a Domador. So I, Domador de, de Cadaveres, a little, like I can't roll my R's. Under tamer, just or body tamer. Like it's, yeah. it's what translates to Spanish for that. Well, how do, you say, how, do you say, how do you say the last word there? Cadaver. Domador de Cadaver. Damn, your, your sexy <laughs> Latin voice. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna read it because, like, I I just did that by memory. Like, I don't, I haven't actually said. I mean, I you know what I mean. Anyway, the point is, yeah, yeah. Uh, say what you will about this keyword. I, I I personally absolutely love the henchman. Nothing else in the keyword really like made me happy or or like excited me. Just the henchmen are. Are, are you talking about Atherak? In in return, all three of them. Barbaros. Everybody knows I love Barbaros. Period. Mm -hmm. of story. Gwil is insane in power level. And he's actually fun to play around with. And then Atherak was like the, the most surprising enjoyment that I had <laughs> out of all the new models. Yeah, those those three henchmen, I don't I don't think you brought the henchmen heavy list in game three, but Correct. in the first two games, they really did some work for you. Yeah, the, the enforcers are pretty bad, but uh the henchmen are just nuts. Yeah, I feel like this keyword has 
availability to really good henchmen, and then the minions are really good too. Your keyword or mine? Yours. Um, I didn't feel that with the minions. I thought they were fine. I mean, the ca- the cavern nephilim were decent. Yeah. Uh, those little jump around guys. I don't know if those are your keyword or if those are just versatiles, but no, no, they were my keyword. You're talking about the blood vessels. Yeah, I actually yes. like the the blood vessels. They're not. I don't think that they're great, but one of them is incredibly dangerous because he can get you a number of like schemes and strategies. Just one of them yeah. hiding in the back. It's like he's super dirt cheap and he teleports ten inches and. And this is 10 inches, no line of sight needed, just has to be a uh, non-minion. non-minion. Exactly. So he could be the yep. only minion. I kind of went with an obey heavy list because I wanted to kind of see how it went. And this game kind of progressed quickly. We kind of got into the mix pretty much, I think, turn one, I was kind of getting ready to come into you. Yep. And then turn two, like I had the brutal emissary like ready to smack half your list. By the way, that thing was super good in this matchup. I not exactly why in general. I think it was like a mix of both things because uh, I did not think about putting anti-terrifying tech into the list, and yeah. uh, my uh, my beaters were just kind of struggling with the terrifying eleven for some reason. Yeah, and basically the reason why I think the brutal emissary specifically is good with death touched, Lady J one not so much, but. Into the Cage is just really solid. It's stat four against your size. So most things, if you have a 12 or 13, it's going to automatically get buried. Yep. Uh, And it has Leeching Strength, so it provides a heal thing for him uh, to do damage to the buried model, but also heal him one. Gives him a three-inch reposition to get a great sword swing with a positive damage. And Aura of Vengeance actually isn't terrible once you kind of get dug in and, uh, and, and set aside. The problem, and also crowd control, but the problem that I had was I, this was the game where I still was like, I don't want to bring two lead line coats on things. I was like, I'll bring one on my master. I don't want to put it on a model. Take it away, Dixon. Tell him what happened. Yeah. That, so it's kind of funny because like, you know. It's not funny. It it's is not. hilarious. Because <laughs> you know, you're like, you're like. All right, it's guild, so I have to spend four points on that line code. It's like a thousand percent. I didn't want to admit it, but you're pro- in ninety percent of your lists. I think that's yeah. the absolute right. Yeah, answer. it's a, it's a it's a thing about like if you're playing guild, it's forty points of bind models, six points of stones. Usually, you know, with that wiggle room that people have every now and then, and then four points of upgrades. Hands down, you have to do it. And then Pete's like, nah. I'm just gonna play this game nah, without bro. any upgrades <laughs> and see what happens. I put it on Lady. I put one on Lady J. Yeah, because you were afraid. <laughs> and I was like, "Why didn't you do that on your emissary?" It's like, "And eh, he's fine." And then the emissary, <laughs> and then he wasn't. No, well, yes, technically, because even without the upgrade, he tanked like 19 points of model by himself. Yeah. So like, he did that for two turns because I didn't kill him in turn one. I killed him in turn two, first activation. And it was a nine-point yeah. model with focus, like beat down on him, and and I it, well, it took that, like three cards out of my of, hand. Yeah, that was kind of the problem, right? Is you you were able to get some decent damage with your cavern nephilim because you had it set up where you could get you could spike, you know, the six damage, right? But then you also had on is it was it on no yeah yeah no no it was, it it was the earth bearer. 
Yes, that's who it was. That puts out like the hazardous terrain. Right. So this is a really cool combo that I actually do enjoy. Uh, the Urnbur is super squishy, so so it's not going to be very consistent. But uh, you can have the Cavern Nephilim smack somebody for 246, move them two inches within two inches of the... Uh, uh, the urn bearer and the urn bearer counts as being in hazardous terrain. So you end up doing one damage after the fact and damage after the fact, like ping damage is always great. Like Pete says it all the time. Yeah. It's like pin damage is like the best. And, yep. and that's, that's the cool combo. And against guild, well, the, usually the that doesn't work. I would say the fact, the fact that, well, not on the important stuff anyways, but Correct. the fact that it's, it's not even like a suit. It's just built into the attack where you just push model two inches. Yes. So literally, you don't need, you could black joker this and you're still going to move them and ping them for one. Correct. Correct. And then, like, if it's something that has, uh, say, it's a henchman or a master, right? Uh, that's still a soul stone. A soul stone yeah. for one damage. It's usually like a feel bad experience. Yeah. Anytime you can do, like, I'm going to do four damage. Right. Okay, I'm going to stone that. Okay, now I'm going to move you two, and you take another one. Are you really going to st spend that stone to prevent just one little ping damage? Yeah. yeah. And, and, and Most of the time, no, unless you're about to die. Correct. It's like, this is the difference between, you know, one or two VPs. You're like, I'm going to do it, but it feels like garbage. This is the worst yeah. feeling. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And, yeah, so I actually, that was a good, I think, showing for the Cavern Nephilim. Because like I said, I, I got super salty because I lost my Brutal Emissary like beginning of turn two. Yep. And and I just, I started getting kind of pissed off about it. And I was just like, okay, I guess we're going to see how this goes. And then you started bringing in Castor into stuff with this hulking yeah. menace, this towering figure. Yes. So this dude, he's not, he's not like magical, but he's good. To like specify the reason why, in the middle of the table there was a forest that was dividing, you know, a significant portion of the map. It was like a good six inch, eight inch forest, right? And yeah. Castore had been pushed forward. I forgot by what. I pushed him. But do you remember what it was? I, I know that I that there's a couple of things in the in the keyword that move people around. So I put him close enough that he was able to charge one of your models. And Castor, the Furbit, the big guy, he has an ability that he gets blast after he hits on a charge, and then he gets to place. So what I did is I positioned myself in between the forest and the model and beat him down to leave him, a, I think it was like a one life or, or something like that, and just got him yeah. ready to eat an activation from you or force you to activate that model, which was like no threat to me. Yep. And, and that's basically what it is. It, basically, I set it up so I had... Uh, turn two and three basically locked into me going first. Yeah, and I mean, in this game, I took Vendetta against the Cavern Nephilim with Jury because I was like, oh, maybe I can like do some ping damage or something uh, to like a buried model to get points for that. That never uh, manifested. <laughs> and then uh, I took In Your Face because I was like, sure, I'll kill something eight stones with, you know, Lady J. That didn't really manifest because I was killing kind of the stuff I did was able to kill early. It was like, I think I killed your cavern Nephilim. Right. And actually that might've been it. <laughs> uh, no, you killed the urn bearer as well. So you killed the urn bearer yeah. uh, first. That was the first thing you did. Cause you were sick and tired of the, uh, you, of the you aura. did have, you did have a cute interaction 
with was it Atherite? What was that interaction you had where you you healed your model to finish off? I think my Death Marshal recruiter. <laughs> so your because the Death Marshal recruiter was starting to do work. So your recruiter not only was he doing work. Uh, attacking things that were buried, being a, a, a nuisance because he was within two inches of one of the guards' stash. Like, uh, he needed to die. So I started pinging him down <laughs> and I left him at one life and I activated Gwil, who was like too far away to actually do anything directly. And yeah. Atherak was within one inch of him. Uh, we said this on the, on the video too, which is funny because I, all I did was transfer one health from Atherak to Barbaros. That's it. But it counts as an action, so it triggers black blood. <laughs> black yeah, blood, Gwil, yeah. Ha Gwil has that ability. Yeah, yeah. and then black blood uh, splash onto the recruiter, and it got me basically the win. And I don't know how yep. much I won that game by, but I know it was it was like a significant. Well, like seven I, I, so basically, turn two got me to the point where I was so pissed off at Dixon <laughs> asked the question, "Do you just want to stop?" <laughs> and I I said. No, let me let me see if I can get through one more turn. I want to see some of these interactions, right? Uh, because I was still figuring out, you know, when you when you get back into a crew, one I haven't played Marshall in a while, and two, this is the first time I've seen Lady J's interaction because I wasn't necessarily doing my crew playing my crew very well, mm. but when I started figuring out Lady J's inter interactions, it actually made it where I was starting to take models out, yep, and at least do something while I'm getting murdered. Uh, I don't even remember what schemes you picked, Dixon, but... I don't remember it, either. I think, I think you took in your face... You did take in your face and probably Vendetta, maybe? You seem like a Vendetta kind of guy. <laughs> yeah, I I did. I took Vendetta, Barbaros, and your Emissary. And Barbaros was well and truly alive at the end of the game, so... Yeah. <laughs> and basically, so I was able to start doing stuff with Lady J, but the problem was your hulking menace started killing the domador died yeah uh both death marshals were dead the death marshal recruiter dead pretty much by the end of turn three i had lady J and the jury with fervent breathing down her neck yep yep I so i was like yeah we, we can call it here i don't have any way to score points now it's actually really funny because like fervent is best at destroying the back line just just yeah. chuck him back there he's gonna do like four damage to, like two models and like five damage to the main guy that you're trying to kill. Uh, hell, at one point in time, um, I was like thinking if he has the the guilt steward, I'm still gonna like hit him for like ungodly amounts of damage and just heal it back up. I don't care if I take eight, because yeah. that was the thing that we found out from from the Furbin. The biggest thing that this guy has is he might be a four life, but he's gonna be a full life at the end of his activation. It's it's not yeah. stupid. <laughs> Yeah, I will say Castor, both versions are pretty difficult to kill unless you can get them in one activation. Yeah, or, or after his activation, basically. Yeah, I was pretty impressed with him. He's pretty mobile. Uh, I Also, I wanted to kind of get your thoughts on on the totem Marathine. Yeah. Uh, it's an interesting totem. You can't kill it, so. Right. Yeah, it, it's, it allowed me to play super aggressive with it, but I don't think it's busted in any way. It's just like the first time you hear that, you're like, because I did the same thing. I was like, oh my God, you can't kill this thing. This thing is amazing. And then I realized like, yeah, but he's defense three. So you can just get any trigger off of him. And you can only, what, attack with him once? Yeah, and you can still bury it. So, so he gets to only attack once and he doesn't get to interact because he's insignificant. 
Uh, yeah. the, the big two things about him is Castor has a bonus action in both his versions that do stuff with Marathine. Uh, with the Fervent, the, the big beat stick guy, Marathine gets to charge, uh, which is yeah. fine. But with the other one, the skinny guy, the Awaken is better, in my opinion, because you get to charge, but instead of charging, you drop a scheme marker, which is something yeah. that Marathine would not be able to do that before. And I tried to get cheeky with it on our third game, which it didn't succeed, but I was trying to do spread them out with it. And unfortunately, you killed the other two models that were supposed <laughs> to do the spread them out with it. So she did her job, like the sword did her job, and then you kind of screw with my plans. Yeah, so <laughs> I I think a lot of a lot of my downfall with this Lady J kind of came down to list building and execution a little bit. On the first, we game, talked yeah. afterwards in this game, we were like, you know, two obey pieces is probably too much. Mm -hmm. You probably want another model doing something else. And either if you have a bunch of undead stuff, bring the Domador. Yes. If you have living models or even if you have undead, Absolutely. you can just bring the jury yeah. and, and obey that way. So another thing that, that we notice is the Domador's obey is a seven instead of an eight. Oh, that was huge because yep. you said that. Well, it has to be undead, though. That's the only caveat. Right. But you said also that you were very card hungry at points, yeah. if I remember correctly. So like a seven instead of an eight, that may make the difference between one or two cards in your hand at the end of the turn. Yeah. Well, having having two things that can obey models sounded good, but you need a seven and an eight for those two things to go off. Right. And it's like, yes, you don't need the suit because you don't need it. And then one's built in. Mm -hmm. But oh, sorry, sorry, I misspoke a little bit. Did I obeys? Yeah. So <laughs> the jury does need an eight. I thought it was a nine for a second, but yeah. Still, you know, needing those moderate, high moderate cards makes it where it's like, okay, I mean, if you don't flip it, there's a good chance you won't get it, and then you got to cheat it. And I think during that game specifically, I didn't have great cards in my hand, right? So it was hard for me to benefit from those obeys, and I think that's the that's the downside of bringing two obey models. I think that, unless you're running something like Lucius, yeah, <laughs> I think that the trade off is actually worth because I. Again, Marshall is such a Kaylee key, uh, keyword. That was the yeah. best thing about it. Uh, it felt like a, like a very interactive game, at least for me. It was like we were literally bashing each other back and forth on the third game. Yeah, yeah. I think you just were able to execute it a little better than me. I've start, By the time I started figuring out with things like putting coffins down to do my... Um, uh, I got to pull it up because I forgot. You're talking the about the thing. first game. On the first game, yeah. I, I yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because to do Pine Box, right. it's a zero inch, but Lady J2 has an ability where you can discard a card to put a coffin marker down to then attack through that. Yep. Um, and it just it makes those death marshals and the recruiter more flexible. Yes. So much better. So much better. And don't get me wrong, like I was scared of stupid death marshals. Not the recruiter so yeah. much, because the recruiter. I was scared if one of my models became buried, then I was scared of the recruiter because the recruiter yeah. can smack it while it's, it's buried and there's no retaliation for me. And that was scary, right? Uh, but you had like, uh, I forgot which game it was, but you had like two death marshals, just a five-point model just randomly going around just boxing people. And I had to yeah, that was that model game immediately. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Like, those are probably... I'm, I don't think they're the best five stone minion in the game, but they're pretty close because they have hard to kill and hard to wound. Yep. Yeah. 
for five so, points, that's that's kind of disgusting. For five stones is ridiculous, yeah. and they can bury you with you know a, a stat two uh, size attack. Yes. And they, I mean, their gun and the Peacebringer blade aren't terrible either. Mm-hmm. But the fact that they bury you, put distracted, can end a condition on you or can ping you and heal them one. Like you, you need to. If you see a death marshal, you want to deal with it because it will make your, it yeah. will ruin your day. Yeah, and they have bad stats, which is the only reason why like everybody thinks that yeah. they're bad. I'm like, I mean, they're a very heavy offensive piece for very cheap. Five points yeah. for a suicidal model is not a bad idea. And you have to put at least two, not even just two attacks into them. You got to put two decent attacks into those minions. Yes, a two point, a two damage attack is not going to put them down. You have to like. No. You have to beat it like hardcore. No, if you get two damage, two swings isn't going to even put them down. Yeah, you mean at that point you'll you need to put four swings into them (laughs) if you're doing two min damage. That's so dumb. It is, but that's what I'm saying. That's why it's like they're they're a balanced minion. Like they're really good. They're not super fast. You're not going to see them out of keyword, Mm -hmm. but when they're in, when you see them with Lady J, you're like, man, these are super good. Yep. Yep. (laughs) That's probably why people say they're bad because you can't really bring them out of keyword Correct. very much. Yeah. And they're not like, you can't just, you know, head on and play directly to the forehead. It's not that that stupid easy. You have to actually think it through what you're going to do with the model. Well, yeah, you want you want to bury something, but then you want to pay off for it. Correct. So that's where you have like either Lady J or Death Marshal Recruiter activate later and just start popping you. Yep. Yep. Or it's a positional game where you're denying them a spot on the board by burying them. So annoying. The burying is such a good freaking powerful ability. And I think this is the the most balanced way Malifa has done burying is Lady J. Yeah. I mean after after the errata. Before the errata, apparently yeah. she was like a miserable experience. Yes, sir. <laughs> and so you ended up getting this one like this was a pretty easy win for you. You just out attrition me. Yeah. Um, even though the coffins can stop your healing, you were starting to remove them and still pinging your healing and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I think you ended up getting that one. I I called it after turn three because I just didn't have hardly anything on the board. You literally so, had Lady Justice, and that's it. And the jury. Oh, that's right. She was all the was way in the bag. But she was she was about to die because Castor was hunting her down. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as I made the realization, it was like, oh my god, I should not be hunting down big guys with Castor. I should be hunting down all of the support. It, yeah, it became very did. good. Yeah. He ate my poor little Domador. Yep. So game one goes to Castor. So I was feeling really good about it. We ended up, we did standard deployment again for game two. But we did cursed objects this time, load them up, break through, hidden martyrs, sabotage, and leave your mark. Yep. So this one, I think, was a pretty interesting game. I think seeing Cursed Objects, I was like, you know, this is probably just Lady J1 because she's a beat stick. So I brought Lady J1 with a leadline coat, uh, Scales of Justice, the Jury, Lone Marshal, Pale Rider, and a Brutal Emissary with a leadline coat this time because I learned from my mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I did the... I, I did a huge mistake. I should have brought the fervent, but I wanted to try out the awaken, thinking that I could, yeah. I was able to like at least you know control you a little bit better. I was wrong. I was very wrong. <laughs> the main reason is dominate does not target masters. 
I mean, it was still good because I brought an elite list. So, yeah. I mean, you could still do things to kind of mitigate that a bit. I mean, let's be honest uh, here. Your Lady Justice is the only thing that really tore through my crew. The rest of your crew didn't, like, completely die. Uh, your Emissary especially was, like, a menace. He was a huge problem. The Pell Rider, because he didn't have lit line code, he just got, you know, tore to shreds. So... Yeah, because you ended up bringing the Awakened cast or Whisper or Marathine, of course. Right. Will Barbaros with Grave Touch, Grave Spirits Touch. Yep. The Dead Rider with Grave Spirits Touch. And then a Gwisin and an Enslaved Spirit. Yes. So we started kind of going into this game. And this was like, there were some scary pieces on both sides of ours. I mean, Castor with Dominate is a freaky, like, if you look at that action with Dominate, putting out Staggered and Stunned with a mass trigger to basically do an Obey on your opponent, right? and it's stat 7 against Willpower, really freaking good. And his Devour isn't bad. Like, it's not going to, like, destroy a model. Yeah. But the fact that you stagger something and then you can just beat up on its movement, getting around triggers and stuff, really good. Yeah. The, the, the best way that I used Devour was just to kill... Uh, scheme runners, and yeah. that was the sad part because he's not very good at doing damage uh, to anything that can. Use yeah, so the tankier models, armor. he had a tough time. Like yeah. he was, he basically was doing dominate once or twice, and then pinging somebody for yeah. some damage, and then trying to set up your other models for the yeah. kill. And dominate is incredible if your master wasn't also Lady Justice. I know, right? Yeah, because I was, that was a thousand percent what it was. Like I cannot do anything against your master. Uh oh. Well, that's that's bad. <laughs> I, yeah, but I guess I as, lose. as turn, <laughs> so I can't put leadline code on everything, unfortunately, right? Yeah. So you were like, "Hey, which one of these things doesn't have leadline code?" Correct. And I was like, "You're like, dude, does the pale rider have leadline code?" And me saying no, you decided to take your dead rider into my pale rider. It's like, oh, stat six, and I have a thirteen in hand. Do you have a red joker? No, get over here. You're going to the middle of my crew. <laughs> which then i had to immediately activate the pale rider ride with me out shoot you and then walk away to try and yep. stay away from the nonsense and that's uh, did not stop the enslaved spirit moving barbaros up then barbaros activating moving two inches up then charging you and killing you off well this, this that, great. <laughs> so we'll, we'll get into that because that was actually turn two right oh was it? so yeah the way this started progressing is we started going through it and you, like, I moved up the board pretty heavy on the right flank. Right. And basically, I was just trying to position the Pale Rider to help support. Mm -hmm. But you were pretty aggressively trying to go after that thing. Yeah, I, like I said, I, I used an enslaved uh, spirit, but I used it defensively. Uh, oh, sorry, I, I said that wrong. I position the enslaved spirit defensively so that you wouldn't be able to shoot it you know turn one or two i put it behind walls and stuff but still move things sure. three inches up with chain spirit and then made it so that i was ready for turn two and because it's, yeah. it's cursed objects right so i'm gonna give you a free point yeah. if he dies but we had like leave your leave your mark and hidden martyrs in the pool and i was like this model is three points this is a perfect leave your mark and, and that's, yeah, yeah that's yeah. why I got my points. And, yeah, and I, I ended up taking Breakthrough and Hidden Martyrs. Right. So 
because I just figured I had some fast stuff. I had the Lone Marshal, I had Lady J, that breakthrough's doable. Yeah. And then Hidden Martyrs, I knew you're going to go after some of my juicy pieces. So I picked the Scales of Justice and the Pale Rider for my uh, for my targets for Hidden Martyrs. Yep. And so as we go through turn two, so turn, turn one, you're being a little aggressive. Right. You do a little bit of damage. I, I do a little bit to you. Nothing like significant, right? We go into turn one, or sorry, turn two, and you're you're starting to really put some pressure on where I'm having to be pretty flexible with what I'm doing. I'm, I'm having to move around. I'm trying to get heals out. I'm trying to do some damage. I think I started hitting your Gwil pretty hard. I think I was like, I'm going to try to go into this. However, I think throughout most of the turn, I only was successful with maybe two duels because when I drew my hand on turn two, I think I didn't have much higher than like an eight in my hand. Yeah. And I think that was after even stoning for cards. Yeah. You had a so, horrendously turn two. And you had some pretty good luck with putting some things out, chinging some damage, really putting pressure on my pale rider. Uh, so to be specific, ahead. we both had bad hands at the beginning of turn two. I remember, I remember now because we had that conversation midway through, but Will, you were flipping better. No, no, no. Will. Will drew me two cards. And I got another card somehow. I forgot how. And uh, out of those three cards, I got a, a severe. And that's what it was. That's what it was. The severe that I got after the fact, I got. I could guarantee one. And it just kind of like uh, cascaded. And it just made sure. your your game like significantly worse, if I remember correctly. Because you were pissed at the end of turn two. And I was like, I only well, got the severe I, after the fact. Well, no, I, I was getting pissed. Right. And the only thing that was left at the end of that, so nothing was dead at that point. So at the end of the turn, all that was left to activate was Lady J mm -hmm. because I was holding her off because I had no cards to go into anything. Right. Right. I was just like, I can't do it. I think you made me actually, I take that back. I think the one card that I had, you made me somehow discard with some trigger. And I was like, right. okay, well, because you did some random discard thing. Yeah. And of course, Dixon picks the severe out of my freaking hand. So <laughs> I, um, so anyways, I get to that point where I just, I'm holding off Lady J because I don't have the cards. Right. There's nothing, there's no auras or buffs or damage really going out onto Dixon's crew. So I have Lady J left and Dixon has last activation with Barbaros. Nothing's died yet. Right. Things still look okay. So I go into it with, um, basically Lady J's activation. I'm kind of raging to the point where I'm like, what do I even go into? I'm surrounded by henchmen. I'm surrounded by his master. What does Lady J even do here? So I, I pause myself for a minute because I'm sitting here. I'm like, okay, I, I want to just punch something, but how am I going to actually get points? So I was like, okay, Lady J has a leap. I was like, where can I go that's going to score me points? And I look and you have your enslaved spirit kind of dragging back by itself. Okay. So I was like, okay, that's a model I can kill to get my point. Right. So I was like, I need to kill that. It's in his deployment zone. So I can kill it in one swing probably. And then I can go ahead and drop a marker to score breakthrough. Right. So I do that. I end up, ha I end up getting a little lucky and actually doing, um, because I'm going to pull up Lady J's card because I don't, because I know you can't drop markers. 
and you you drop I, no markers when you kill a model. That's that's yeah. the final repose ability, if I remember correctly. Yeah. That's how it's worded. Yeah. But I leap in there. I end up because it's a great sword, and I didn't charge because it was off of a leap. Right. I end up doing a bunch of damage to it and kill it. Four so damage. Then I, <laughs> yep, so then I go ahead and I just I walk behind this house so Barbaros can't see me, and I drop a scheme marker, and I'm like, okay, I think I have two points in this. Yep. I'm not out of this game. And then Dixon decides to stone some rams and basically Barbaros two shots my Pale Rider. Yes. Last activation, turn two. I just wanted to set it up so I can kill him top of three. And instead, he just ended up killing him because he, I think it was double severe on one hit and Red Joker on the other, right? Like, it was something absolutely yeah. ridiculous. Well, and Dixon asked once again, he's like, hey, do you, do you want to, like, that was a bad turn for you. Do you want to, like, quit? And I was like, no, because... Uh, he's like, you got to be pissed. I'd be pissed. Yeah, I'll be, like, I'll the be pale rider just dying like that. And I was like, no, because I actually scored three points here. And I told him, like, I got breakthrough. I killed a model. And then you actually killed a hidden martyr. It sucks you killed that one. But Correct. Correct. <laughs> yeah. And I was setting up. You actually and... scored. I think I think you scored all three of your points, too, though. Correct. Like, we literally were tied at this point in time. Because, like, I couldn't stop you from getting curse object with this list. But... I was I was not happy at this point in time. I was not happy with this version of Castora. It was just, and by the way, I remember now how I got my other card. Uh, Castora's Whisper. Whenever he kills something, he gets to draw a card. Uh, remember that I said that I drew three cards. That's the reason why. It's like I remember that I drew three cards in this turn, and that was the only reason why I was able to like just just basically topple over the necessary I mean, rules. He didn't, he didn't kill anything that turn, so... I remember he did. I think he finished off somebody. He didn't actually, like, deal most of the damage on anything, really, the I, entire game. Too, because turn two, the only thing that died for me was the Pale Rider. Was that it? All right. Yeah. Well, then, yeah. But well, I remember that he had the Whisper. So, it was tied 3-3 at the end of turn two, so we already both gave up a ton of points. Yeah. So, I... I end up going into turn three feeling better because I'm like, okay, at least I have the points. I can't have that bad of a hand again. Right. So it, it's kind of interesting the way it progresses from there because the you, you start doing your dominate, which is really good. I mean, yeah. do you want to talk about some of the lines of play you, you were doing with dominate in this game? No, it wasn't in this game. It was the next one. Uh, but think so you're kind of playing with it in this one and you Correct. really found some cool the next game yeah, yeah exactly exactly because like it I, I wanted to make sure that i was like no i think that he he's good anyway uh finesse things that you you probably are gonna like figure out very quickly uh you want to dominate whatever you want to charge before you charge it it's really weird because he gets one time either plus two to his damage flip or discard a random card from somebody's hand so if he can't charge then you can just like, you know, dominate and then, you know, do some damage and yada, yada, yada. And it's not going to be that much of an important thing. But the two cool things that you should literally be paying attention to is when you should be doing the triggers on dominate, because that is the moneymaker, in my opinion. Like, I thought dominate by itself was a moneymaker. I was wrong. It is not targeting masters was really bad. But uh, uh, for example, uh, we're going to talk about it. So I'm not going to mention the Loiza one. But you could do as an example on this game. Had I had the forethought, I could have dominated his emissary to then enthrall and hit his own pill rider. That is a normal thing. While also at the same time position it so that, you know, 
he's near my guys. Or I could just yep. enthrall the, I'm sorry, not enthrall, um, do the return thing where you can push and heal. And if anybody's within two inches of it, even if he cannot be moved, he's healing everybody for two health. Just because I dominated, so he's now stunned, staggered, and he healed everybody within one inch of him. That's return model to hit to health. That's insane. So yeah, it was yeah. it was just that wombo combo where like <laughs> I stun you, I stagger you, you're now my yeah. movement. I hit you with the vowel, which is movement base. Bam, 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 yep. bam. Yeah, and the rest of this game kind of started, and it's funny because I think Dixon, you felt really good at the beginning of this game, like you had a really strong start. Yeah. But as like Lady J, the emissary, the lone marshal, and also the um, the jury yep. started kind of getting extra action, started doing more things, bringing the health down on a lot of your models, you really started kind of being put on the back foot at that point. Because from turn three on, I basically, I was able to kill your Gwil. So that was what I killed turn three. Turn four, which we called it at because it was starting to get pretty bad for you. Horrible. I killed Barbaros. <laughs> and then I was starting to score my points. Lady J was kind of almost dead at, at the end of four. You might have killed her. Lady J um, one, yes. Yeah. Yes. Lady Be- J two. Because, yes, I was I was killing stuff to heal. Right. But you were putting enough pressure on and I was out of stones turn four where it's like if Dixon gets in there and does some gnarly things, it, it probably could finish her off. Um, but she could also kill a model too. So we, we were just kind of up in the air with that yeah. one. But I mean, Castora was were, not able to. You were running out of APs at that point too. Yeah, Castora was just not able to actually fight her though. That was the big issue. It's like, oh man, I can only yeah. do Devour, and Devour is like minimum damage one against you. Ugh. Yeah. It was bad. Well, and the Brutal Emissary was burying your, your Gwissin because F that model. <laughs> I don't know anybody that actually wants to attack the Gwissin. I mean, that was your fault. I'm just saying. <laughs> Vengeance too, man. It's like, you really, unless you can like one shot or two shot this model, you really, and maybe if you have armor, you really don't want to be hitting the Gwissin because it gets pretty bad pretty quick. I just thought it was funny that you kept, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? You kept trying <laughs> to position your guy to attack somebody that was within two inches of the waist. And I was like, why does he have to take the hit? I'm like, yeah, I forgot about it. <laughs> take the hit on a vengeance model is so bad with incorporal, by the that way. That was the funniest part. Like, you're like, all I was right. Like, F that. I was like, F that. I'm not attacking there. F that model. I'm going to bury it first and then I'll yeah. attack it. I was like, oh. Like, no, I'm not. It's a stupid Dixon. I'm like, come on, guy. Just do it, guy. <laughs> no, nah, I should. Well, and plus it has seven hitboxes, so it's pretty hard to take out efficiently. Oh, that's the whole point. That's the reason why I put it there. <laughs> For, like, knowing that now, I'm like, that's got to be, like, a Lady J target and just try to, like, two-shot it. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Two-shot it, take two damage because of lead line coat. <laughs> God, that's so sad. And, and then heal the two damage after you kill it. Yeah, so this one ended up getting squeaked out by me Yep. even after the bad start. I think by the end of it, uh, my Hidden Martyr would be dead, but I'd score a breakthrough and get another Cursed Object. Yeah. So, I mean, this one, I think, ended up being like a 6-4 game Yeah. for Lady J1. Yeah, shockingly. I Because I, I couldn't kill uh, the, what was it, the Emissary? Because this time... Yeah, the emissary, the emissary was like full. It had a code on it. Yep. 
you didn't have much it. ways to deal with the terror, so nah. you're you're failing terror duels. Well, I had what's his face, and that's it. I had uh, my one time five damage hit with Dominate Castore. That was it. Yep. And the reason for that was very very simple. You kept engaging him, and Castore didn't have a very efficient way to get you off of him because yeah. you had lit like coat. And I was like, I'm not gonna disengage. I'm just gonna have to walk forward, you know, uh, enthrall you because enthrall could technically move you, but for some yeah. reason I didn't have the stones uh, anymore. I forgot if you were like smashing the ever living crap out of him or not, but yeah, it was it was bad. Yeah, we I was starting not into him, but I was going into like Barbaros. I was going into Will, and yeah, you, you had to use some of it to try to preserve That's right. them. Uh, they my stones disappear because Pete. Uh, teleport, jump, left, whatever you want to call it. Oh, Lady Justice that, into oh. Will and disappeared him. Like Will just well, poof. The so it was funny, right? Because <laughs> I turn four, I got Lady J activation, and I went into Barbaros. Right. Turn turn four activation one, and I was like, cool. I'm gonna swing on you. I got like a twelve or something. Right. And you were like, okay, I'm gonna cheat in this thirteen. Mm-hmm. And I was like. Okay, well, I guess I missed that. Take another swing. You're like, I'm going to cheat in this other 13. I was like, what the crap is going on? <laughs> I, <laughs> I ended up yeah. missing all my swings and I leapt out because I'm like, F this. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm telling you, man, like there was some crazy turns that I, I thoroughly enjoyed. There was. When you erase Gwil, though, I was like distraught. I was like, what the hell? How? I stone, I have the same defense, I heal out of my butt. What's going on here? <laughs> How did you kill him? <laughs> yeah, I mean, Lady J1 is just so interesting because the three, four, five great sword, so you get a positive, and you, you don't want to charge with her. Most times you want to leap in. Yep. So essentially you have one attack where you have no trigger because you're going to leap in and get the get the ram. Um, so that's a three, four, five just on the bonus. Then you have a three, four, five that you can get crit, quick, uh, crit strike in. So top end, you can do seven. And you also have quick reflexes, so you can swing on a different model. Or why not? You can hand out stunned if you really have something scary that should be stunned. Yeah, why not? <laughs> and also something that I think people forget about, and it didn't come up in this game because it wasn't a condition-heavy game, but restore the natural order. Uh, end all conditions on models in range. There wasn't a time where you had you had dominated multiple models, so it wasn't worth doing. But I kept that in my mind, where it's like if you dominate like three of my models, I was planning on jumping back in with Lady J, restoring order, mm. and then maybe swinging on something. Yeah, I mean that's something that I didn't even remember that she could do. So it's good that you mentioned it. Uh, yeah, I completely forgot that she could do that. Uh, honestly, I hear stories of her going into crews that have like, you know, Ma Tucket who pulsed out focus to everybody. She leaps in and pulses out and clears everybody's focus yeah, off. Yeah, I just remember Angel said it on 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 the podcast. So he said that somebody leapt into uh, Brewmaster's crew and just <sighs> ended all poison forever. <laughs> hey, you know your poison thirty six. It's zero now. Yep, it's gone. Just. Just let it happen. Except for you can't do that if you're too close to Brewmaster 2 because you can't lower it. Uh, I don't know. Actually, it says end. I, I'd have to go back and look at Brewmaster's card. It says you can't 
your opponent can't lower your poison. I don't know if it says it can't end it, so maybe that gets around it. No, no, he, I'm pretty sure that Angel was saying it in response to the fact that Brewmaster 2 now doesn't let people lower it. Because I remember uh, the story. Him maybe he was talking about Brew 1, yeah. Right, because he said something like he, he maxed out. It was Fingers Leon that had a whole bunch of it. Uh, no, that was the one with Obey. Somebody obeyed Fingers Leon when Fingers had like 20 poison, and then they erased all of that. And the other one was Lady Justice slept in, and she did, you know, poof, restore all order, and like remove, you know, focus and poison and all that stuff. So yeah, it, it must have been Brew 1. It must have been an old story, because I barely remember the details. Yeah, and I mean, this game was definitely back and forth. It was pretty, there was a lot of cool... Uh, back and forth interactions between a lot of the models. Uh, I didn't have a great answer for the the Dead Rider. I didn't really, I didn't have a chance to really go into him much. You were doing a good job of kind of doing some hit and run tactics with him. So I didn't have a good opportunity to dive on him and try to blow him up. Honestly, I just <laughs> didn't have, my options were very straightforward. Everything that I did was not like super complicated, if you remember. Yeah. I remember even when you were getting upset, I was like, dude, all I'm doing is moving and charging. <laughs> I'm just attacking you right now. Yeah, I'm not even doing it. Well, I was crazy. more upset over... I wasn't upset over what you were doing. I was upset over the cards and just how minimal... Because it's one thing to have a bad hand. Right. But then when the deck isn't coming through in important moments either. Right. And it happens throughout the whole turn, it gets super frustrating. <laughs> yes, yes. We've we that's like the famous one, right? It's like my deck is yeah. effing me. Because I yeah. do it all the and time. <laughs> I don't feel that way very often. And luckily I had the sight to try and keep points in mind right. and be like, yes, I'm not winning this part of the board. Right. But if I go over here, I can still get points and still stay in the game. Yep. And get on to the next turn. Yep. And, and again, mental and I did. state. Mental state is such an important thing. You did a fantastic job of keeping your, your head. Because you you were like, I would have been so mad. I would have <laughs> table flipped right then and there. It's turn three, I would have been like, we're done. We're done. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. Well, and like I said, the reason why is because I was able to get those three points. Like, yep. if, if I had that bad of a turn and I got no points... Then it's like, yeah, that's bad. But I was like, well, I still have Lady J, and she, with three attacks, she should be able to kill this enslaved spirit. And she, she was the one that got you two VPs out of the three. The yeah. other one you got because I killed a very important piece, and you were not expecting that one to be the one that died. You, you thought it was the other, right? What? When I killed the pale rider, you thought that instead I was going to go kill your totem, not your pale rider, right? I actually, when I pick my targets for that, mm -hmm. I, I pick a model that's hard to, to blow up. Okay. And because I can pick my totem, it made it where it's like, well, either he's going to kill my totem on accident and I score, or he's going to focus on the Pale Rider and score it. Right. And if he doesn't do that on the Pale Rider, the Pale Rider is going to make his life miserable. So okay. it'll, it'll win me if he doesn't go after the Pale Rider. Gotcha. So you went for the one point and done. Instead of two. Because I think, yeah, because I think when we compare Pale Rider versus Dead Rider, yeah. I think I, as the guild player, can get away with ignoring the Dead Rider. Yep. I don't think you as the as the Rezzer player can ignore my Pale Rider. Correct. I, I just because I have a gun, you don't. Yeah, I have to go into that guy hard. Yeah. Just the reason why I was like as soon as he said that he didn't have the landline code. 
I'm like, he needs to get into the middle of my crew. I only have two coats. Yeah. I can only put it on two models. You could you could have not put it on Lady Justice. I wouldn't have killed her, right? Yes, you would have. Yes, you would have. <laughs> I would have gone harder Monster. on her. Yeah, I would have just like yeah. get over here. <laughs> yeah, because then she doesn't have armor and it's yeah. like, oh lordy, she's just she's vaporizing. <laughs> the death the death. Sorry. I thought a random thought came into my head. I said the death writer would have been saying, time to commit some war crimes. <laughs> 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 so we have the series tied one one. This next pool, I wanted to make a pool where it's like, okay, I want I want a pool of strats and schemes that I know Lady J is not. It's not her best because I want to see yeah. when we do this. I want to see how they perform in a flexible amount yeah. of pools. So I was like, I want to see how she does in corner. So I was like, okay, let's do corner deployment. And the pool that we ended up doing was carve, which I thought, okay, carve is going to be tough because. She doesn't want to spend actions pushing this rock. Yeah. So we did carve a path, catch and release, assassinate, spread them out, load them up, and sabotage. Yes. So you decided to... I was surprised. I thought you were going to go with the beater dude again. You went with Castor Awakened again. Uh, and I still stick that I could have played it better. Um, but uh, the pool just gave me more opportunities with this one. I get to drop more schemes, which this one does better. Uh, and literally at one point in time, I could literally just like kill one of my own models to drop a scheme marker, whatever I wanted. And I yeah. had like a bunch. I had three minions. Sorry, excuse me. That were like five, four or five points. The uh, the, the the blood vessels. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You ended up bringing Marathene, Atherac, uh, an Unsealy Engine, so, White Eyes, a Nurse, and three blood vessels. So this game specifically... I want it. Okay, so I, I check what the crew does. I can see how it can be played more optimally. Uh, I just have to execute better, yada, yada, right? right? But what I noticed was, like, I have no desire ever to have an Unsealy engine or a White Ice in this crew. <laughs> so what the hell? What? Yeah, why did hell? you why did you bring White Eyes? Why did you bring the Unsealy engine? To force me, yeah, to force me specifically to play them. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna put them on the table and and try to play them as best as I possibly can for this mission and see what value they have. They don't have value for any other. Like, I can see value for the Unsealy engine. I'm gonna I'm gonna like give it some kind of merit, but I has no. Corner was probably not great for the Unsealy engine. Unsealy engine. I honestly, if it wasn't for the for the nurse who's an out of keyword model, the Unsealy engine would have done nothing. Well, it's funny because we were playing corner and we're pushing these carved markers and there was like almost like this big altar in the middle that was like height three or four. I think it was height three. And it had these steps going up to it on. So we you had this big kind of like honking mm -hmm. piece of terrain where it's like, okay, either you go up the steps and everybody can see you or you're going around it. Yeah. But I mean, I had enough teleporting and I had enough uh, movement shenanigans that really didn't mind the three inch thingy i was gonna try to use it more because yeah you have some guns but your crew is not a gun line right yeah what what do you like about the uh blood vessels specifically because you brought three of them oh, the cheap. and whenever you bring three minions you call them larry curly and mo yeah they're cheap that's it they're super cheap and i had a mission for them which was spread them out and because they have hard okay. to kill i assumed they were going to be able to survive at least to get me one point mistakes were made well, because they have a cool, I mean, Sacred Duty is pretty cool. It's basically a, a flip by your side. 
Yes, which is not easy or free, and I like that. Because by your side, you just discarded a card, and it was range board, if I remember correctly. Yeah. But uh, this one is range 10, ignore line of sight, and you need a 7. You need a seven. That's, I think that's the, that, that's what what by your sight should be. Because honestly, that was the best thing about them. And I loved it. Yeah, so that, that made them really interesting for movement. And they have a bonus where they can take two to interact. Right. So that was good for spread them out. And that's also good for pushing the cart, honestly. Yes. So it, you kind of, in your mind, I think you had this kind of daisy chain of like, I'm going to jump to this one, to that one, to that one. And they're yep. going to interact, drop schemes and push markers. And it's going to be good. And it did. It, they did for like the first two turns. And then they started popping like uh popcorn basically and, yeah and i ended up bringing so i had a different approach to this i was like i can't bring a marshall crew straight up and win this i don't think i don't think their uh action economy is good enough for that right so i i did bring death touch because i was like burying your stuff's just good for denying you getting access to your cart and stuff right uh, obviously with leadline coat and scales i brought a mounted guard and i brought louisa to handle my mobility issues with this crew and boy, howdy did they. Uh, I also brought 33 to help with some gnarly place and some, some other funness. I brought the lone marshal with lead line coat because stat seven gun in corner can't be bad. And then I brought a death marshal just to kind of flush it out. And just if it survives, the longer it survives, I feel like the better it is. So I was like, cool, we'll do that. Uh, yeah, so I actually, this list was leaned pretty heavy out of keyword with the two models I brought with Mounted Guard and Luisa to kind of get my profit. Yes. Luisa's all-terrain for the win, to be honest. Well, so, and this one is on, on YouTube. So if you actually want to see how this played, uh, I would definitely check it out. But I actually brought 33 in this one for a couple reasons. One, 33 is just it's a fast, you know, model. It has decent attacks and stuff. But the two places at once where if you land within six with a place, you can then place the model once per activation two inches further. So I basically was like, if I do ride with me or if Louisa does a place with her melee, I can place and then I can push or not push, but place another two inches. Yep. So that really gets some extra mobility on my part. But then also when your stuff would unbury from the boo box, I can not only ping them for damage if they're next to Lady J, but if they're next to 33, then I can place you two more inches uh, out of a convenient position. Yep. Also, if I place, you know, for yes. for my thing. Because uh, anything. You, yeah, for your blood vessels hopping. Exactly. That actually ended up happening once, if I remember correctly. Like I teleported in and yeah. he like checked six. And I was like, if you deploy there, you take one damage and I put you over here. And I was like, that's great. I'm yeah. going to not place there. I'm going to place over here. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to go there. Because it was, it, it, my God, it was just, just so good. At one point in time, I had to like basically drive my model all the way down to one health. Uh, uh, again, the video is on YouTube. So we're not going to go like too much into detail because it's, it's yeah. literally something that you can thoroughly enjoy Go physically watch and no no and thoroughly enjoy because you like you me well complain. and this game <laughs> this game i think was also good for death touch because i feel yeah. like this game i started figuring out her activations better hell yeah uh 
there there was a lot of times where I was using burial rights as a bonus action to get a focus on either Lady J or other models. Uh, she, her bonus action was also good for just healing her too. Uh, Ashwood Coffin, I don't see why you don't do that every turn just because burying, pretty much you're going to almost guaranteed bury a model with Ashwood Coffin every turn. And so you really want to pick out a model that is in a good position and you want to bury them so that they can go into a bad position when they come out. Um, also, if something has a dirty area of effect or aura around them, you can bury them to remove that threat. So there was times where I thought that was really helpful to get some like scary things that, you know, I knew, I knew assassinate was in there and Dixon's the kind of guy who wants to kill your stuff. So that allowed me to kind of move scary things away from Lady J. By the way, I did have assassinate. <laughs> yeah, you, you totally did. And you were getting frustrated because I think you, you would have got it even with me trying to deny it. But I got lucky on a on two specific flips where I reduced the damage by two to only take one to keep me above half health. Yes. And then I activate Lady J and healer too. <laughs> and then I got mad as hell. <laughs> I do I did try and and you can go on the video once again and watch this on YouTube, but I did try a tactic that I've used before where I actually send both carve markers up the same side with my crew. I was like Oh, oh my god, thank you for mentioning that, because I was so yeah. like shocked mid-game. I was like, wait, turn two, wait, what's going on here? What? <laughs> yeah, by, by the end of one, both of my carve markers were pretty much on the center line, where they were getting ready to push onto the other half. So looking at kind of how just piloting Lady J Death Touched just really started to figure her out. Um and I, I still, there's a couple of interactions that I missed where it, it could have been really good to use in that moment. Like Entropic Debt as a ram trigger, not only that it ignores line of sight, which was good against Atherak, but it also has the ability to heal to and end a condition. And then uh, another interaction that, no, I think that was the main one that I, I just kind of missed because there were instances where I could have shot and healed myself instead of uh, instead of doing some of the other stuff I did. But I was definitely feeling Lady J death touch in this game. I was starting to pilot her a lot better. Absolutely. I, I think the fact yeah. that you killed my blood vessel so efficiently tells me that I was like, all right, that's that's the beginnings of what you should be doing with her. Just efficiently well, yeah, cutting yeah. people off. Yeah, because turn two, I basically, my Lady J activation, I was like, cool, I'm going to bury your master just to get him out of position. Yep. And then I was like, and I can, because of finality on her bounce to sword, uh, basically I got to the point where it's like, you know, with a focus, which pretty much most of the game I had to focus on Lady J because of her burial rights Correct. that you can do as a bonus action. Mm -hmm. But that makes it where it's very easy with the finality trigger just to do five damage. And because those blood vessels are five damage with hard to kill, she just ignores it and kills them. Yep, yep. It's the the other Lady J technically ignores hard to wound. This one technically ignores more than just hard to kill because like it's hard to kill and then... hard to kill, hard to wound, and demise. Correct. Like she's she's filthy. She's filthy. Yeah. <laughs> and and that was so that happened to kill one of them. And then the next activation I had turn two, 
you can go on and watch this and it's it's marked where you can go to turn two. Yep. But I, I go, you know, why not? I'm going to go with the, the lone marshal. And I end up shooting at your other blood vessel on top of the, the pyre or whatever it was. And basically I got lucky on a negative damage flip and flipped. Was it, it was three moderates, I think. I think I flipped yeah. three moderates yeah. to do four damage. And it, since I don't ignore hard to kill yep. because of that, I just took a shot at you again and yep. didn't matter how much I just need to do one. Oh, at that point though, this is the, the good and the bad of them. They are stat plus two. Uh, against all duels, right? So they're four, 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 if I remember correctly. But if if you do any duels on them, they you know they get plus two uh, as long as they have four. Yeah, as long as health. they have four more health, yeah. Correct. So that's the thing that happened. Like as soon as you hit me for disgusting amounts of damage, I went to garbage stats, and then you just literally like I think he killed me with like a seven or something. Because at that point in time, he just there was no way I could like actually defend him. It's like yeah, yeah. just just finish him off. <laughs> yeah and so while that was happening this was also where so your first activation i had a stacked hand and you tried to dominate luisa yes but i cheated in the red joker to deny you once yes the second time you flipped a black joker yes and then the third time you finally dominated to to dominate and basically obey her to do something, I guess. So I finally got enthralled on her and I did claim the land and I pushed her back into your own, um, what's his face? The, uh, the, the, you had like a interact marker. I think it was the strategy marker at that point. Yeah, it was your strategy marker. Yeah. So then I kicked it back into the midline six inches, but yeah, good. long story short, uh, I did a semi obey and stunned it at the same time. And that's the reason why it worked out. Yeah, and while Dick, so Dixon kept keep in mind this is turn two, first activation that he did that, so he's able to move my markers back. But because of the mounted guard, because of Louisa, and because of Lady J burying and killing some of the scheme runners, that really enabled me to kind of really take that flank and push the markers pretty far up the board, even just turn two, and by turn four or five. I mean, I was, I didn't score all four strategy markers because, you know, I couldn't quite swing it, but it was good enough where I got three out of it and Dixon was struggling to get two at, at certain points. So like, like we said, you can check that out when Dixon comes back, we'll talk about the overall feel of it. But Lady J ended up winning, Lady J death touched, ended up beating uh, Castor uh, Awakened. So the score of that one ended up being, I think by the end of it, we were six, I think six, three was the score. He got two for the strat and he got, actually, I think he only got two. I think it was six, two because he couldn't get assassinate, uh, but he, he wasn't able to get assassinate. He wasn't able to get spread him out. Uh, so he was really struggling on that front. And because of just the berries of Lady J, the pinging of kind of his runners, he, he just was really struggling for that. And I did a good job with the mounted guard to push the card marker back. But check it out on YouTube. It's on there. Uh, it was a really fun game. Uh, I had a stacked hand too, so that always helped as well um, as far as that game goes. So the big one, did you say the one where you like move my marker all the way back to my side of the table from almost being on so, your deployment zone? Well, well, not only that, you end up bringing white eyes to try and cut Luisa off. Correct. 
but uh, and basically mess with the marker. Yes. But Luis's bonus action, if you fail against that shockwave, you can't interact the rest of the turn. You did that. And times. because, <laughs> well, yeah, because of the heavy action and just the cheating of cards and just really going <sighs> through the deck, you failed against that three times where you couldn't even touch the marker. So you were like, I guess White Eyes is going to move and charge. <laughs> and like the, the, Big thing that White Eyes is supposed to be known for is the fact that he, you know, you can't cheat against him whenever he attacks you, because he has yeah. the same rule as, as Agent Forty Six or whatever his name is. Yep. And Agent Forty Six gets used as much as this guy's gonna get used. <laughs> so I'm sorry. Oh, I just think they're used, both bad. Forty Six used to be better before he got nerfed. Used to be broken. Uh, and yeah. well, actually, you know what? I'll retract that. He used to be a very negative play experience, and that's why he got nerfed. But he didn't get what later on Weird started doing, which I I really do appreciate. Which is, if something is a negative play experience, they just redesign it, and it ends yeah. up being a nerf. But it ends up being a nerf that that still makes the model playable, right? Like look at the little kids. Yeah. The little kids from from uh, what you call it from. Elite Lucius, yeah, yeah, the mimic yep. guys, they're completely useless with anybody else now. But with Lucius, they still have some work, and that's the problem that I had. It's like they didn't help the crew enough, and that's it. But they're also four point models, so I think models like Wide Eyes need to be also touched. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not a big. I, I'm sure somebody can find something to do with Wide Eyes, but nothing was super. I mean, I granted. He was going against Luisa, who was kind of nerfing him. A bit, Honestly, just kind of if you had running him, yeah. But if you had mimic, uh, like the ability, the action, maybe. But he can't even do that, dude. Like he's just bad. He's seven points of of uh, of uh, problems. Like literally, he. he if your crew, he's a liability. if your crew does something with shielding, he has a lot of stuff that populates shielding. So I don't know if you never born players can figure out what to do with that, but you, you can't convince me, man. Like I'm looking at it right now. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not trying to convince. Mm. I'm just seeing there's a lot of shielding. I mean, that's something, I guess. If you so so, there is a list out there that Lucius One is decent in that uses the Grim models, and the Grim models do uh, shielding. So that is probably the thing that they were trying to push for with this model, but he doesn't do it well enough to, that matters. I don't know if that makes sense to you. Sure. Yeah, he's just a bad model. Like, he's just top to bottom, he is awful. He has nine hit points. Yeah, with well, a defense four, and that's it. Heart of Wound is like the only defense. Oh, I, I guess he's stealth. It's like against guns. Yeah. Like, eh, whatever, dude. Like, he's bad. He's bad, and you should he feel bad. Yeah, he has on your heels trigger on terrorize. Yeah, no, he he can follow me. I don't care. What's he gonna do? Two, four, five. That's what he's gonna do. Oh, oh god! Oh, it's so scary. If he kills a model, like said, good job, I guess. What's yeah, up? like I said, when I saw this model, I was like, I don't even know what this model does, and I still don't really. Um, it has an okay attack, and it has yeah. okay. You can't cheat. Yep. And, and let's and let's be clear. Seems fine. Let's be clear. We see clearly what he does. We just don't think that what he does is good. That's yeah. what we say when we say I don't see what this model does. We're not saying that we we can't read the card and see what the the, the actions do. It's just that we don't see value in it. Am I wrong mm -hmm. in that assessment? Is that is that what you mean when you say those things? Because that's what I yeah. Mean. I mean, 
Pretty much. I mean, nowhere to hide. Maybe, uh, maybe you can unpack your crew with that. I don't know. <laughs> I make my crew that's already squishy even squishier to do potentially three damage to you. You see oh, something no. with this? I do. It's not good. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is so I, bad. I don't know. I'm just. I'm trying to figure it out. Yeah. No. <laughs> I, honest to God, I think. I think just. <sighs> this is the sad thing. I think mimic and elite both just need a look at. So Lady J got this game. So Lady J wins the series two to one. Yeah. Uh, so do you think, so let's look at the matchup first. Do you think Lady J just in general has a decent one up against this crew? Or did you think that they're equally matched? Like, how did you find that? I think they were equally matched. I think at the end of the day, you beat me because I just didn't think uh, a better strategy than you. So it's as simple as that. Maybe. I, I'm I'm very much convinced. I, after the game, I started thinking about my options and how I moved and how to position and and saw a whole bunch of mistakes. So, yeah, watching the game because that's the the beauty of like. Well, I was gonna say that's the beauty of what you were just gonna say with watching your yeah. games, right? Is because I'm editing the Zoraida Toll game we had, and not to spoil the score, I just had a ton of mistakes where I was like, ugh, ugh. Yeah. Well, the same way and on I'm my sure side. I was saying that game we that last game we talked about. I'm sure you were like, "Why did I just do this?" Yeah, and, and that's that's the thing. I try to think of in my case as uh, you know, because I I've done this before where like I would like I used to record games in in Vassal for Guild Ball for War Machine. I used to do it with other like I think it's called War Table or whatever. Like I've done it for other games, right? So I'm used to playing it. Your side, my side, your side, my side. And sometimes yeah. I go, man, if he had gone X, Y, and Z, I wouldn't have been able to win and then just try to beat that one technique, right? And yep. unfortunately, uh, we don't get that luxury when in the middle of the game. In the middle of the game, yeah. part of the skill is you know having the right idea at the time. That's part yep. of the fun and the skill. Yeah, it's of the easy game. to do Monday uh, Monday morning quarterback, right? Yeah, or armchair. What's it called? Armchair arm the uh, armchair general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Armchair general was like, well, oh, I'm in I'm in I, my living room, but I could have beaten you know Patton. Like, if I was Napoleon, I would have. <laughs> exactly, that's exactly right. But uh, that's actually I was talking to Edek uh, uh, off the Discord channel yep. late last night. And he was like, yeah, because they were talking about there was a couple of missed interactions with with the return stuff. And Edict was like, well, you know, I play them quite a bit now. And I'm telling you, there's a lot of triggers and stuff you can miss with that keyword. So, yes. And there's some misplays that people can have. So and that's why I encourage people in those videos just to put a comment at the bottom of the video. I don't care if it's like, hey, you guys played this wrong. Yes. Because somebody else can read that and be like, oh, that's not how that interacted. It actually interacted yes. this way. So because there was a couple of times I missed interactions, like when I placed Louisa next to 33 off of my charge, I could have then placed another two inches, uh, but I missed that. And then I could have repositioned. So I could have got essentially like two walks out of that one action. Yeah. And, and oh my God, 33 made the math of me positioning things significantly harder. I was like, well, I have to kill 33 now because if I put anything in this area of the map, which was like huge, because it was like, yeah, it was easily uh, affecting me. It was like a nine inch area, basically, yeah. of the map where I was like, I'm just effed if I just put anything in here. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying is like, 
I do think that those crews were evenly mixed. Uh, I think me having more games with Guild and Marshall probably gave me a little bit of an up because I, besides Lady J, which I was figuring out in this game, I did have, an, especially like Luisa and the Mounted Guard, I know what I want those activations to look like. So I can very easily position them into, into good spots. Lone Marshall, that's a pretty easy model to figure out. You just got to point them in the right direction. And then once I started figuring out Lady J Death Touched, it was like, okay, this this is starting to come together better as a keyword where I can really leverage this into a win. Yep. Yep. But you did have an interesting activation that I do want to talk about before we get into your thoughts on the keyword. I had two. With uh, the yeah. Lone Marshall. Yeah, yeah. I had two that I, I thoroughly enjoyed. The Lone Marshall. Oh, was it the Lone Marshall that I obeyed into yeah. Uh, yeah. shooting something? Shooting Lady Jane. Yeah, I, I remember that was like... Because uh, you were trying to do... It was almost like a Hail Mary shot to try and get me down past my uh, Correct. assassinate point for you. Correct. Because you were like a six health or something like that, or six or seven. I think I was at seven, yeah. Because I remember that I did it and you still prevented all of the damage, even though that I got moderate on her. I was like, yeah. yes! And you're like, prevent three? No! <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was uh, a Dominate Enthrall pushed him with the running gun because he ignores being engaged for this specific thing. So yep. he charged, shot Lady J, uh, hit Lady J because he's freaking stat seven. Stat seven. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Lady J, you know, took the damage, blah, 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 and then prevented it. So that didn't work out. But then I beat him like a, you know, like a, like he owed me money. Let me put it that way. Yep. And, <laughs> and he died very easily because, uh, He's now moving six or five. I mean, yeah, he's like so he's moving though. seven, so he went down to five. Right, and I'm stat six, so I was able to hit him, heal back up to full because I was like at six or seven health, and I was like, all right, take five, I heal five, take uh, two. I was very, die. very impressed with how because I thought the other one was hard to kill. I right. think this version might be harder to kill. They're both equally hard to kill for. Pretty much the it's similar pretty ridiculous. Because this one is, if you stun me, he can't heal. And I think the other one is, if, uh, I gotta read it, but like the other one, he heals by doing other stuff too. I, I just can't remember what it was right now. Yeah, what is, so the other one, I think he heals when he does damage, right? It's something stupid. All I remember is like, they're both ridiculously hard to kill. The other one heals uh, when Black Blood gets splashed on him. And he also heals from Tear Off a Bite. That's on Blood Rush, his melee attack. So anytime yep. that he puts a ram, he, he also gets to heal. And if I remember correctly, he also heals whenever he makes... Yeah, whenever he makes Marathene Charge. Because whenever Marathene does damage, he also heals. So he ends up healing very easily between 4 and 8 health. Because like two of the, the attacks are going to heal him for 2. Because he's stat 7. Yeah. Like, this man is a monster. And he's also like what fourteen health? No, he's thirteen health with terrifying twelve and hard to wound. This guy is is beefy. He's beefy. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, and how does awaken heal? Oh, the awake. He it's a trigger. That's it. He has drink blood. Uh... Yeah. So literally, they both have different ways to heal. He also has. He also has called the blood. He also has called the blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, drink blood. Oh, both his triggers are built in. Lovely. Correct. So, <laughs> again, it's just... <laughs> how can I say this? It's just, if you stun them, they stop healing some of it. 
the uh, a Vervan version has two ways to heal without having to have the stun. One is if Black Blood gets yeah. splashed on him, and the other one is if Marathine does damage in his activation, yeah, which and he that, can do. And that's a good and that's a good point. I mean, yeah, that definitely would take care of it. But there's a lot of crews that, and, and if you don't play against Castor, you wouldn't know that. Correct. But if you see him coming, which he's, I don't know, we can talk about this now, but his key word is it's fun. Right. And I think it's good. But I think you described it as, I think you liked Fervent better because it's more interesting. Would that be fair? I like or no, sorry, no, you no, thought no. Awakened was more interesting. Correct. I like Awakened is better because he's more finesse. Uh I don't I I shouldn't say better. I like him more because he's more finesse. Uh whereas yeah. Fervent is just straight up fun. He's just all right, I'm gonna go in there. <laughs> Here's Fish Meat Face. <laughs> yes, yes. Also the teleporting thing. I, I really cannot stress the teleporting thing is incredibly fun. You just yeah. charge somebody, and all of a sudden you're smashing into other people without having to actually do any work. Literally, I, I did like the splash damage, one damage to somebody else, teleported into them instead, and just finished them off. It was just I loved yeah. it. I, I know that's something that that was interesting to see this, and like I said, I just playing against it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, the big hulking fervent dude was kind of scary, right? But there's stuff out in Malifaux that's scarier, if that makes sense. Yes. And so that seems fair. But I tell you what, Castor Awakened, his activations were very interesting to watch because Dominate is just very cool to see. And then his Devour attack is also interesting. It's not going to like, you're not going to, especially tanky models, you're not going to kill. Right. But I can see him going in, dominating having your models cause the problems yes putting out staggered and stunned to make your activations miserable yep and then maybe devouring a tiny model to drink blood and heal up and to also again remind everybody you had anti-heal tech and i was still healing a crap load and that was because i was forced into repositioning into different places but it's important to say it's like oh it's not a done deal I think yeah. I could have played it better. You think you can play it better? Like it's it's. Sure. We know we know we could have played it better. It's fine, but uh, in in an, an equal skill match, I didn't think that he felt like it was disgusting. Especially, I didn't think that I was completely hosed by Lady Jade, and it was no. still fun. Yeah, and the other model that you found interesting in this crew is Atherak. Yeah, uh, I I thought the the Ward Stones bonus was always pretty interesting. Yes, he's a very uh, he's not a close second because I love Barbaro so much, but he is <laughs> second place as my favorite model in return. Like Will yeah. Will is a, a close second. Let me put it that way. Will is a close two second place. <laughs> but uh yeah no, the henchmen in this keyword are very cool they are the best thing about this keyword if you play this keyword i probably you're gonna enjoy or love the henchmen if not more than me like they were just the best thing about it for me uh atherac well, the, the, the fact that you can bring atherac and i think atherac you might see out of keyword in some instances in neverborn maybe not in in resers because i don't think you need them but that bonus to block off line of sight for some of your crew, yes, you don't notice it because it denies your opponent. Yes, but there were times when you had those weird stones down or mm-hmm. ward stones, sorry, yeah, 
And I was like, okay, well, I mean, I either have to charge over there or I got to do something else because I can't shoot there. Yeah, he, he actually makes very interesting modules because he's like a shaman that doesn't need to drop corpses by stabbing people, but he doesn't get to do the AOE pulse uh, focus. I don't know if that makes sense. Like, Athrak had a lot yeah. of cool interactions in the crew that he was in, but in Nephilim, he's going to be dropping corpses. So like yeah, he, I he, think in Nephilim, you know, he's going to be super cool. I, my favorite thing about him is he draws cards and he heals. Like, literally. Yeah, what's he drawing cards with? Ancient words. That's how I, that's how I was drawing extra cards. And on our first game, when I put every, like, I front-loaded all the power of the keyword uh, in that game, I noticed, I was like, this guy is really strong. Uh, Another friendly model within four. Correct. Shares a keyword with this model, may heal one and draw. Uh, And heal one and draw a card. It's super strong. I love it. I love it so much. That is pretty good. Yeah, and he's only, what, eight points, if I remember correctly? He's not bad. He's eight stones. Yeah, he's eight stones, regen one, hard to kill, like a whole bunch of good stuff in it. Like, he doesn't feel uh, overloaded either, because, like, uh, ancient words is not OP. He's only stat six on that, so it's fine. I was scared when you said ancient words because I was like, "Oh no, is he going to bury my stuff?" And then that's not even a trigger. <laughs> so <laughs> I thought you're going to bury my crap when I was like, "Wait, wait, 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 wait. No, 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 no!" This guy's fair. Let me say something. Let me say something. <laughs> hold up a minute. Hold up a minute. No, this guy's fair. I, I love him because he's fair. He's absolutely fair. Well, he's he's a he's good because he fits a role really well. Yep. Uh, he draws you a little bit of cards, those those ward stones against certain matchups. Like Neverborn being so scared of guns yes. really makes that a good spot to have in the faction. Yeah. Also, uh, the best places that I put those ward stones were like within three inches of me. I love the yeah. fact, yeah, because like I, at first I thought it was like, oh, I need to put them in max range. It's like, no, like you can put them like thumb right here, you put them like right here, and there's no line of sight that goes into your models. Just well, in game one, in game one we were playing guard the stash and we had the two stashes in the middle. You put the weird stones right between them. So literally I couldn't interact with the center of the table. With you my just guns. couldn't see through it. That's funny. That's true. Yeah. I forgot. I was like, this is awful. Yeah. And, and I kept doing that the entire game. Like, all right, there's a wall over here that was like literally that distance uh, from the center. It was about like three or four inches for people that can't watch me move my hands around. I apologize. And I just well, positioned the, the wardstones like right next to him, and that's it. The problem is that it doesn't. It's not just against your opponent's models. Right. So me being your opponent, mm-hmm. like yes, I can't shoot guns through there, but I also can't do like tactical actions to my models. Yeah, if you, they're on the other side, you just can't see you. The enemy, you, you're fine. Like your friendly models yeah. don't give a crap, but enemy models treat it as basically line of sight blocking. For all purposes. It's so dumb. Do you think that Castor is better in Rezzers or better in uh, Nevermourn? Oh, Rezzers. thousand percent. Yeah. I know that I mentioned it before. Thank you for reminding me. <laughs> uh, in Neverborn, he gets access to uh, the Grim models. The Grim Henchman is probably the best thing that he comes out of with because he counts as a uh, friendly to enemy models. So he can do... Yep. The whatever shenanigans that Castor can, right? Uh, in a, yeah. And, you know, for offense, you, you take your beater. There's a whole bunch of beaters on the other side. And technically, you also get access to candy, but I would not say candy. Uh, <laughs> as far as upgrades, uh, Ancient Pack can never be bad. 
And honestly, that's it. Because Mobile Warrior, there's nothing on the crew that I really want to have Mobile Warrior on. Not even Castor, sure. to be honest. Literally, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree. Plus, I think some of the out-of-keyword Rezzer stuff is just better. Strictly with better. With Castor. Strictly better. Uh, Rezzers just have some dirty models that yes. just can, I think, go into this really yeah. well. Yeah, the, the body dropping, shielded given, uh, pulsing out focus for easier. Like, yeah, Castor just does just gets so much more from Rezzers. Yeah. Yeah. Sloth. Sloth becomes huge if you uh, have a combo with the, the, the blood vessels. Because blood vessels mm -hmm. are undead and Sloth can give them fast. So you can do that yeah. whole jumping in, teleport, walk, and in interact twice. Oh, another combo. The second combo that I was going to talk about with Sloth is, would be even better. Uh, I teleported to Castor. Uh, one of my blood vessels, the last blood vessel that I had, I move the stone, then walk, and then end of my activation, took two damage, went to one life, and moved it again. And yeah. then from that spot, I thought, I'm going to activate. I, I think I said it on the on the video out loud. I say, oh, yeah, you're not going to be able to stop me. It's already like four inches away from your deployment or something stupid like that. <laughs> it was like six or six, it was between six and four inches, something stupid short, right? And they yeah. activated two models, I think it was, after I finished my model, and moved move that stupid thing right back into the middle of my deployment area. I was yep. shocked. I was like, how in the world did this happen? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you. I remember you saying that, where it's like, well, I'm going to get that, because that's going to be in, in, my, in your deployment zone. I was like, oh, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, by the way, and you ignored uh, the nurse and the... <laughs> And they're on Sealy Engine completely. You're just like, whatever, you can yeah. get two points over there. There's, there's no reason for me to engage them. <laughs> I was so upset. I was like, no, come on, man. Well, well base, because what? The Unsealy Engine, what is that, eight stones? Yeah, yeah, he's like seven And the eight. nurse is six or seven. So, yeah. I mean, that's like 14 to 15 stones. So I essentially have a 15 handicap on the rest of your crew because I'm just have the rest of my crew going into your... Yep other part yeah and, and the nurse isn't there to heal you up yeah and white eyes was also another handicap yeah 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 white eyes was just you know for for a model that looks like he's blind he sure does does get distracted yeah although the, <laughs> the i'm not i'm not mad at the unsealy engine and the nurse combo because they would have survived whatever you threw at them which is actually another reason why you were smart by not going into them because they wouldn't have killed you but to kill them you probably would have spent the entire rest of the game I mean, honestly, besides your squishy minions, I wasn't looking to kill a lot this game. I was looking to get my points and deny your points. Yeah. And that wasn't through killing. Yeah. As soon as you kill the the blood vessel in the middle of the table, the one that was on top of the altar, uh, yeah. I was probably done for. I was like, well, that <laughs> was the connecting factor. Well, well, I think specifically when I made it where white eyes couldn't interact, you're like, well, that's probably the game, but we'll keep playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that also, I think it was like turn three or four. You did that to White Eyes yeah. once, and then you did it two more times after that. And I think by the third one, I was just like done. I was it's like, it's turn five, <laughs> thank God, because I would just be so mad. <laughs> yeah, so I, I don't think this interaction or this matchup, I should say, was good or bad for either one. I thought yeah. both crews had a lot of ways to fight out of stuff, had a lot of ways to kind of counter each other. Yeah. So... I thought the healing, like blocking the healing with the coffins, I thought that was going to be worse for you. It was. But, <laughs> oh, it, it was, but 
you had enough ways where you could destroy them yes. or you could push models away from it yes. or you know you had different ways of dealing with it yeah no and okay so i didn't ex i didn't think that you thought that it was going to be worse because i spent a significant amount of effort trying to like break through all those things well, and there was a lot of them too. Yes, they were. <laughs> I think each, I think both games I played with Lady J, there was at least four to six coffins on the table. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I think only one time in the first game, I did not take it through, and you were like, "Yeah, you can't heal there." Yeah, and like that—that that was when I thought that Castor was in danger. The big boy, I think he was like an eight health. I was like, "Uh oh, that is—that's a big no-no." And then I—that's a problem. Yeah, activated, did some crazy shenanigans. I think I—he I, has an action where he like can grab somebody, move it yeah. like six inches, place them down, and then he teleports to the other side of them. So I think I did that, and then after that, I healed back up. <laughs> yep. I was like, I need to be out of here now. <laughs> And it was, it was a cool game. I definitely, Lady J is one of those ones that both versions of her, I think, are in my, kind of on my bench. Like, yeah. I could bring them to a tournament and do well with them. Oh, yeah. Lady J won. You probably didn't even need the practice game. Like, you played it, and it was just like, <laughs> yep, nope, nope, yep. I know how to It's like, yep, this worked. This worked exactly like, I mean, it's pretty much like a souped up first mate. <laughs> Holy crap. You're right. Like a, so... like a first mate on crack. So it's like, oh, I know how this works. I got first mate on crack. Yeah. I mean, she doesn't have stealth and butterfly jump. Instead, she has a giant fuck off great sword. <laughs> yeah. And she, she just, like I said, she, her card is simple, but interesting. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Because it does it does the leap attack, you know, brutalize thing. But then, like I said, the other two things on her card where you can clear conditions is really interesting. And then uh, her healing by killing stuff is interesting. Yep. She has a counterattack where I think she smacked Barbaros for like four damage one time. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. Exactly right. I, I, I attacked her. You didn't she was Juggernaut spawn. too, so yeah. I didn't even think about that when I was playing her. I was like, "Oh, instead of leaping, I could just Juggernaut." You actually did it. You actually did it because you were like at six or seven health, and you're like Juggernaut for four, and I was just like yeah. deflated. I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah." So that's what I'm saying. Like, I would play Lady J one more just to get like it's so crisp and honed in with her activations and movements and stuff. Oh yeah, but. She's straightforward. So if I, I think Lady J one is great for a new player, mm -hmm. uh, but I think a, a skilled player can really just brutalize your your opponent. Like if I, so me being a seasoned player, if I played a new player and I was playing Lady J one, it has a very same feel as the Butchers and Guild Ball did, where Butchers for a long time felt unbeatable to new players because of how fast and aggressive they were. But once you knew how to disarm it, it's like, oh, I can just do this, this, and this to slow the butchers down and out attrition them and beat them down. So to any non-Gilbo players, that means playing against Nephilim. That's literally the yeah, same feeling as playing much. against Nephilim. Pretty much. But I, I think Lady J1 can be that way to a new player where it's like, how do I stop this fast model from leaping in and just killing two or three things you know, throughout the game. So the difference between these crews is in like like all things in this game, guild makes it feel different because you also have access to guns. You also have access yep. to like big beefy robots. So it's it's like you get more. What's the word? What, there's a there's a phrase that the military uses when you have different 
things doing good jobs at different uh play like you have the artillery you have the infantry they, they call it combined arms i think it's called combat arms combined arms combined forces uh, okay. something like that because that's the strength of the guild the strength of the guild is that they have ridiculously good specialized models for other stuff even in marshals yeah. you have the lone marshal who is complete opposite of lady j1 it's true he is just great different <laughs> Yeah, and and also I think Death Touched, I think is in a pretty decent spot. I know some people. I was listening to some people on the Guild channel, and they were saying like, ah, I don't see it. Some people say it. I, I think there is stuff there. Oh yeah. I don't. I, I would just ask, what are you trying to get out of her? Yeah. Because Death Touched, I think, brings a few things. One is the coffin markers. So if you go against a keyword that wants to heal, that can be pretty pretty bad. Uh, she also has a good way to hand out focus and heal her models for cheap. I mean, it can be a bonus action yeah. with burial rights or equilibrium. And then the second thing is if you're going against stuff with like hard to kill, hard to wound or demise abilities, death touch is good because it doesn't have to be undead. You can bury it first with Ashwood coffin and then you can balance sword it, hit finality and you can get that trigger with buried models as well. Also, Lady J two is harder to kill for many reasons. Yes. She is. Yeah, she she has hard to wound, obviously, but right. uh, she's stat six all the way across. So right. defense six, armor six, willpower six. Yep. Um, but she also makes her own blocking terrain, so she's yep. pretty much always going to have cover. She doesn't have to be in melee with anybody because she can just like. Rage and she ignores those markers, right. so it doesn't do anything for her. And and everybody, if I remember correctly, she makes it so that all martial, yeah. yeah. So range attacks, uh, teleport, burying, and targetary models. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so so she is just her game plan is significantly safer than, than Lady J One. So if you ever want to play the defensive, like if you don't think Lady J One can fight off the entire world by herself, you play Lady J Two, and then just play defensively. Yeah, I mean, Assassinate was in the pool and you had, you know, you had a pretty decent chance of like doing some damage to her. Yeah. And just the fact that I was able to reposition, surround with coffins, kind of, yes. it made it difficult for your crew to engage her. I'm actually very getting very happy because something that came to my mind recently is we're getting to the point in Weird that we can just say uh, two, key, two keywords allowed for a tournament. And that doesn't mean that you can't like hire out a keyword. I'm just saying like the, you have return and are you talking about like you register for a tournament? Yes. Which two keywords are you going to declare? Exactly right. So I could be like, cool, I want Marshall and Guard. Exactly. And you can hire out of keywords still, but those are the only masters that you can select for whatever list you're gonna build out. That's exactly right. I would actually prefer that because yeah. I think for newer players, it gets overwhelming to be like, hey, you have everything. Yes. And then I think for for seasoned players, it's actually, people think it's restrictive, but I think it really frees it up for you because you can still bring these nuanced masters or you can bring a generalist list yep. or you can bring one that's like a hard counter to the meta Well, because you'll start to notice the meta starts to bring stuff more frequently than other things. So the th the reason why I am looking at it this way now, like it, it became more and more feasible in my head. Because the titles. The titles have made, exactly. The titles have made it so that now, oh, you have a bad matchup. This other title does it better. 
Oh, I, I oh, yeah, yeah. I like. Yeah, that. look at Lady, look at Lady J. Like, so we'll look at yours as well. But Lady J, you have this super solo kind of ghost schemer beat in Lady J one, and then Death Touched, you have this. I can buff my crew. I can heal a little bit, and I can also you know, bury and kill something, or I can set up a bury and kill for my other models. Yep. If I don't kill you, I can reposition you somewhere totally out of the way. I have blocking terrain. Yep. So that, that has a lot of playability. Whereas Castor, you have this like almost obey, dominate, do damage and hard to kill. And then you just have this Mack truck that you can just drive down the highway and slaughter the innocent. Yeah, if I if I see that I'm gonna be fighting some like beefed up master, I would prefer to play the 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 fervent, the big guy, because yeah. awaken is better. Pretty much every other like finesse kind of style. Like, oh, I need to do a lot of scheming, and I need to make sure that people get off of the uh, the guard stashes, you know, stuff like that. Yep. And the big guy somehow can't fight them. No, okay, I'll play. I'll play awaken. It, <laughs> I, I don't know. I I'm enjoying. Lately, noticing like more and more, it's like, hey, these keywords can actually work together in tandem. I think as a community, and we don't have to wait on weird to do this. <laughs> I would be happy to play in a tournament where the TO said you have to declare your two masters yes. before the tournament. Yes, and when you go and meet your opponent at the table, you have to say, "I'm bringing Castor." And I'm bringing Seamus and they have to say, I'm bringing Dashiell and I'm bringing Lady J. Yeah. And then off of that, now build your list and declare and all that yes. normal stuff. Honestly, I and, and I think that would be better for the game in general. Uh, I'm yeah. remembering, the, uh, I mean, we've we talked about this throughout the years, uh, but uh, I have problems. And this is just a recap of, of what I used to say back in the day. I have problems trying to get people into the game because of, of multiple reasons. One of them was the very competitive players were upset that you needed like four or five keywords. In their head, they yeah. said, if I don't bring like four or five keywords, I feel like I'm going to go into a bad matchup and just want to quit the game. Well, plus we hear people saying anyways in a lot of different metas now there there are still people that can do the four to five masters thing yeah but i would say especially in the texas meta you hear a lot of people saying like i'm just playing lady j at this tournament or i'm just playing tall at this tournament or right. damien at this tournament so there are people that are soloing and winning tournaments with just one keyword let alone two yeah but we are we know and have admitted like some of these models are just like way over tuned like tall is overtuned. Thierry is overtuned, and obviously the kingmaker himself, fucking Damien. <laughs> yeah, Damien is like, what happened in the playtest? Like that's what Damien is. Yeah, Who so hundred dollars. I do think, <laughs> I do think that's a good idea though, and it would be even more interesting if you're like, cool, no madness of Malifaux keywords, and you get to pick two masters, declare them at the beginning of the tournament. Boom. Yeah, and, and this is the sad part because, like, I don't like. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think the 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 balance foe is a very very good uh, way to actually do tournaments nowadays. Every yeah. now and then, but like for a masters event where you want to see the most broken stuff, just so that you get a, a sure. good errata. Because I think again, we need we need these types of games where people play the most broken stuff, just so that the developers who don't have as much yeah. to see can actually look at it and go yeah no that's gonna change 
that has got to yeah. change. Yeah, well, that that's my argument to it is there are people, one, there are people that want to play the new hotness. Right. And there are people that want to play powerful crap. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. So that's my pushback against Balance Foe is like, well, why why won't you let people play these new cool models that came out yeah. just because they're broken? Exactly. It's like the community can struggle a little bit. And yeah, it might hurt things for a bit. But then once they get tweaked, then, you know, then we can kind of get back to, okay, this is kind of the way that crew should have played or is supposed to play. Uh, but Damien, so I, I wouldn't say no Madness of Malifaux if I was running event, right. but I would be, if somebody was running Damien pretty hard and it was a casual kind of event, I would recommend them not. If it was a Masters event, like where it's like, hey, this is a GT or something, yeah. then it's like, yeah, bring the broken crap, man. Just like when farmers rude the day in Guild Ball and people hated seeing them. <laughs> it ain't an RQW episode if you don't mention Guild Ball. That's right. <laughs> and, but that's what I'm saying. Like, And you can still beat the broken stuff. Like, if I'm a better player than you, yeah, yeah it might be harder because Damien's so good, right. but I can still beat it. You know, yeah. it's not like it's not like an auto win just because you put Damien on the table. You still have to pilot it. I mean, again, if you ever want to play that Sorita game again, I, I definitely want to get some more practice in. And I still think that the the tech beast when you brought the the Riot Breaker, excellent pick, excellent pick. Yeah, I'm going back and editing it, and for the turn and a half that it survived. Yep. And actually, maybe it was two and a half turns, but whatever it was that it survived. I was like, okay, that kind of stopped the stupid coordinated attack BS for a turn. Yep. Also, if you had somehow kept it alive for longer, like if you had put it yep. behind your crew instead of, because like you put it, it... I know a model that keeps things alive longer. Well, no, no, no. I'm not talking about the the, the blocking guy, whatever his thing is. You could have put it two inches behind the wall or three inches yeah. behind the wall, and yeah, I wouldn't have been able to do nothing about it. Because my models know. are size four, and your models are size what three at most. I got to get used to playing against obey stuff too, just because yes. I hate obey. It's, yes, I was just gonna you, obey your shit out of there. So yeah, the yeah. patrol guard, oh shut up! You you yeah. crush my hopes and dreams for like one round because of the stupid wombo combo of yours. That's fair. <laughs> All right, Dixon. Anything else you want to share before we get up out of here? uh no no you guys are awesome thank you for watching the the games on youtube we're gonna keep putting more out yeah like i said keep engaging with that keep leaving comments keep uh liking and and subscribe to the channel because uh we're not quite to a thousand subs i think we're a few hundred away from that but mm. each time we hit a 500 mark we do a giveaway for a keyword box so uh mm. i'm not promoting that yet because we're not that close to it but just kind of keep sharing commenting on it how you'd like to see us improve on kind of the format of it uh, because it's pretty easy to edit and tweak those Vassal games. So if you like them, definitely keep uh, keep engaging with it and we'll keep putting them out. Oh, but yeah. until next time, make sure that you guys are cards, flipping tables. See ya. Bye.